Welcome to Happy to Be Here, your mental health starter kit podcast. I meet a lot of people in the wellness space, but when I was first introduced to Varshal and Therapy Notebooks, I knew we were so mission aligned that our conversations would just flow. Varshal Patel is the CEO and co-founder of Therapy Notebooks, guided notebooks that are created with experts and based on evidence-backed mental health tools and methods. There's one for anxiety, depression, or one that you can turn to right after therapy. Varshal can explain these better though. So I'm Vivian, this is Happy to Be Here, and here's Varshal and Therapy Notebooks. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. I was first introduced to Therapy Notebooks, I don't even know, like a few months ago, I think back and forth an email. Um, and I received a bunch of them in the mail last week. And I've just, we were just talking right before I hit record of just how pretty they are and how nice they sit on my desk and right by my desk. They make me feel inspired. Um, but I would love it for you to introduce yourself and introduce us to this brand. Yeah. Um, I'm Varshal. Um, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Therapy Notebooks. And Therapy, um, I guess we'll get into this, but um, mm -hmm. <laughs> with Therapy Notebooks, we basically make guided uh, notebooks for your mental health. And so each notebook is really dedicated to helping you learn what are called evidence-based mental health tools uh, to help you navigate a particular issue. So we have one for anxiety, we have one for depression, we have one, mm -hmm. a new one coming out soon that's focused on building habits. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, but the idea is, can we put tools, mental health tools that are effective into the hands of more people? Um, and can we do that through this guided written format? In our initial call um, a few weeks ago now, we you walked me through the product and I thought it was awesome. And when I got them in the mail, I felt the exact same way because I just think that it's so cool to feel like it's not just an empty journal, which can sometimes feel incredibly intimidating to someone who's navigating something in their mental health, whatever that may be. But having actual pages that are written out by experts feels like someone is guiding you through it the same way it would be like if you were sitting through a therapy session or something. Totally. And that's really the intention, which is, you know, it's like, it's almost, almost like someone like crafted a page for you to then think about. Yeah. And they put a lot of intention behind like, okay, how's this page going to look? How's it going to feel as you're interacting with it? Does it have enough space for you to write, but not so much that you're kind of on your own? Yeah, I was going to actually say that. So I have a couple of them right next to me. And for whoever's watching the video, you'll see that. But I think what I really love is like for the after trauma notebook, it is much, much thinner than for like a regular therapy. Yeah. And I think that that was so well done because if you're, you are sitting with your trauma, you're not trying to sit with that for too long and re-traumatize yourself in that process. Totally. And is this balance actually? I'm, I'm sure you think about this quite a bit. I mm -hmm. think there's this balance between like providing people with accurate, effective information and not mm -hmm. overwhelming them. Yes. Which is also part of the reason we chose this format. A lot of the original ideas we tried were, were digital. Um, and then we also thought about like just regular books. And the reason both of those didn't sit so well with a lot of the people we were talking with was, I'm already super overwhelmed by like my life yeah. and by the pace of things <laughs> around us. And so can I actually, can you help me parse the signal from the noise, really focus on the guidance that I absolutely need and then like help me know what to do next or like what to write or, or whatnot. Because there's tons of great mental health books, but they are mm -hmm. hard to get through, like like sit down and read and like really parse them. And so our thought mm -hmm. was like, okay, let's use this hopefully soothing format to give you like just exactly what you need to like keep moving forward. And it's also when you have that much information 
that information overload, what do you do with it, right? Like when you're reading a book, I think that if you're in a really hard season, I turn to books often. Um, but then sometimes you get to the end of it and you're like, I learned so much, but I have no idea how to apply this to my life. And this actually didn't make me feel better. If anything, it made me feel a little bit more overwhelmed. And so I think that the format of the therapy notebooks just helps you feel a little bit more alleviated because self-care, and this is something I say often on the podcast, like it should not be your full-time job, <laughs> right? Like it's my full-time job, but that's different. <laughs> but like it same, should not same. be someone's, right? Yeah. It should not be someone's full-time job. And I think right now the culture makes it where it feels like taking care of yourself is your full-time job that you then forget to live. And I think that the the size of these books and like the way that it's guided kind of helps push you back into the real world with the tools that you need. I love that framing because I do think nowadays, like, especially for people that are investing in their mental health, there's like a million things you can do and so much information that's that's being given to you. Uh, you're like going to therapy, you're like listening to all the, to, you know, therapists yeah. TikTok and you're like, you know, and, and you're like parsing these books and articles. And in fact, one of the things that we also like think about for each book is whether or not it's something you have to do on a regular basis, or mm -hmm. if it's something that you just use when you need it. So in fact, like one of our best selling like products is called the anti-anxiety notebook. Like that book is actually meant to be used only when you need it. And we found that people love that because they were like, I already have so many commitments. And so I kind of want something that's there for me on my bookshelf when I have an anxious moment and I can turn to it. And we found that a lot of people were like, please do not give me something that I need to do for 10 minutes a day. It's as simple <laughs> as it is, like, I don't have 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. The whole wellness world um, and adding another product into it, I think the intentionality behind these makes a lot of sense for me as a consumer too, right? Because to be honest, like, I don't, I turn a lot to writing and reading. Um, those are probably my biggest on like my own time at therapy. I have acupuncture now. But other than that, like I'm not trying to spend, my life is already so hard. Like I'm not trying to spend more time trying to figure right. out how to unpack right. it. Right. And so it really is like finding that balance between what works for you and being okay that some things will and some things won't. And I think that this is a really great tool for someone who likes journaling but feels like journaling is really hard um, or not nuanced enough, right? Or that needs that extra guidance and like, how do I even do this in a way that won't hurt me? Um, as you were developing these books, talk to me more about the expert aspect of it. Because I think that that's the thing that really sets these apart. Yeah. The thing that we felt excited about and invested in was how do we get expert guidance into the hands of more people, right? Like mm -hmm. the notebooks just happen to be um, a form to do that. And there's a bunch of intention in the form factor, but like the therapists that are like incredibly research driven, incredibly good at the craft, like they just have a limit on number of people they can reach. And so we're like, okay, how do we partner with folks to take the clinical knowledge and expertise they have and, and bring that to more people? And so when we when we develop each notebook, we first start with a with a problem that people are trying to solve for. And then for that problem, we work with, we have about a dozen clinical advisors that we work with on a regular basis. We go to them and say, hey, what are the evidence-based frameworks in mental health that address this problem? Can it be put into a book or not? And then once we've established that of like, okay, we know which tools we generally cover, we know what problem we're solving for people, mm -hmm. then we go and bring on um, therapists that explicitly have done research on that topic 
and we go find them. And usually it's about four therapists per book. Mm. That's awesome. How did you come up with this idea in general? Because we talked to you about how it started off on like more of a digital space and then you kind of threw some stuff at the wall and see to see what would work. And I think that like we were talking about, the space can feel so cluttered that to find something that feels really unique and helpful at the same time is a really tall ask, particularly as like the wellness industry continues to like grow in popularity. Yeah, it is. There's like a... a yeah, it feels like you're like running through this maze of like hundreds of so thousands of solutions now. Yeah. And it's so hard, right? Because like you're trying to help people at the same time as you're trying to also build a business and you're trying to not hurt people too. Because I think that that's like the tricky part about this space is that it's not just that you can help people. It's that there's potential to also hurt people if you're doing this in like oh, the wrong oh, way. Oh, yeah, totally. Like I couldn't agree more with that. And And I guess... Like I can talk, I can walk you a bit through like my journey here, which is back in 2019. So almost four years ago now um, is when um, I quit my job and started working full time in mental. Um, and at the time I just had based on my own experience in therapy um, and based on like personal interest in psychology and mental health, I had a bunch of ideas. Um, but none of them were really tested or validated. There's like, oh, this would be cool. And actually the first set of ideas were around building in-person therapy clinics because this is pandemic. Everyone's still going to see their therapist in person. Um, and I wanted to, uh, my co-founder and I, we wanted to create um, this like half cafe, half therapist office in New York. Oh, that's cool. Where it'd be like, oh, it, uh, it's like, you know, it's like a retail store. It's like, oh my God, this is mm -hmm. a really cool place. Um, and so people could like take their therapy sessions and then hang out afterward and like grab a coffee or meet people, mm -hmm. meet up with people or whatever it was. But the idea was like, let's really destigmatize like going to therapy because in 2019, like people forget, like it was definitely less stigmatized than maybe 10 years ago, but it still wasn't the the point I would reach today. We eventually didn't end up building that obviously, but um, uh, what we learned during that time was that there's this huge shortage of therapists. Like the number of therapists that are available in the country and then definitely globally, it's just not going to scale to meet the needs of everyday people. And so we were really struck by that. We're like, oh wait, okay, maybe that's where we should be spending our time. Is like, how do you get resources to people who can't afford to go to therapy? Um, and as we were building this, we realized that the only people that would be able to really access it were people most likely that could afford out of network care. Um, and could mm -hmm. pay out of pocket to see a therapist. And we're like, that's cool. But also it's like them only catering to a person that can pay $150, $200 a session. So then we shifted to, okay, what are more quote unquote scalable things that can help reach um, people that don't have immediate access to a therapist? And that led us to what I would call mental health education. Like, I think that led us to this realization that there are so many concepts and frameworks and tools that have been validated by research and have been used in clinical practice for so long that everyday people do not know about or have a confused understanding mm -hmm. about. Even something like cognitive behavioral therapy, which has been around for like four or five decades, like it's still not like well understood by the general population. And so I've always also been interested in education. And so I was like, okay, like, can we create educational products where the goal is let's just teach people the fundamentals 
that they can use to approach life more skillfully. My hope was that my like sort of optimism here is that like, well, if you can give like a bunch of tools, for instance, to a teenager, you know, they're like 13, they're in school, like learning about CBT and they're learning about breath work and they're learning about like assertive communication and like they're taking all of those to their real life. All of a sudden now, like they're not gonna be perfect at it, but they have tools they can sort of like lean on to, to work through challenges. Um, and so that was the idea that we landed on and we started by doing that in a digital form. So we started by making audio courses taught by therapists that would teach people these skills. And that's when we ran into the issues around people being overwhelmed by their devices and not wanting to spend more time on their screens um, or wanting more digital content. Um, and so at that point, we turned to um, a guided journal as doing the same thing, but doing it in a very different form factor. And people seem to love that idea. And so we're like, okay, like there's, there's something here that people are excited about. Let's go explore that. And so that's really been the last, you know, two and a half years has been launching and building therapy notebooks since then. The ability to have these skills like in your back pocket to just navigate life, that's ultimately what we are all looking for when we talk about self-care or building out your mental health or your mental well-being. It's like, how do I make sure that when I'm walking through the world, my job, my relationships, I don't feel so overwhelmed that I'm frozen or that if I do get frozen, I know what to do in those scenarios. And it can feel like such a lack of agency when you don't have something to turn to and where you don't know or or like you mentioned, I think that therapy is awesome, but I also am very aware of the privilege of being able to go and to be able to afford it. And that is not access for everyone. Um, tell me more about the actual things that people can find when they're opening up these notebooks, right? I think we've been talking about them on a really high level, but if there are any practical things that you share with people that you're like, okay, this is what you will learn if you pick up the therapy notebook, or this is what you're going to get if you have the anti-anxiety one. If you pick up the anti-anxiety notebook will learn first um, a brief introduction to anxiety, followed by a quick overview of what, what cognitive behavioral therapy is and the underpinnings of that framework. So you're not just using the tool because someone told you it's useful, but you're using it because you understand the underlying mechanism. Yeah, and then the journal entries basically guide you through what is called the thought log, which is a type of cognitive behavioral therapy activity. And the thought log asks you to really pay attention to what your thoughts actually are, how you're feeling in that moment, and then trying to challenge those thoughts by identifying what are called cognitive distortions that you that you may be mm -hmm. using. And so that activity, like the feedback we get so often, it's like, I've seen and heard about this like a lot, but mm -hmm. when I actually do it, I realize like how impactful that can be for me. The other one that you just talked about, uh, we have an after trauma notebook. And that one's a bit different. It's based on written exposure therapy, which is also an evidence-based tool for um, specifically for PTSD. And that's actually a multi-week program. So mm -hmm. there you're spending one session a week for five weeks doing free-form writing about a specific traumatic or stressful memory. Um, and so that book is guiding you through the exposure therapy um, program and like giving you all the guidance that a therapist would accept, except in this case mm -hmm. in written form. And so those are, you know, like those are very different approaches, but again, the goal there is like, how do you, how do we introduce you to a tool and help you use that tool in your, in your day-to-day -day life? And then be very clear about how that tool works 
how it might be able to help you and like what the potential risks are that you should also be aware of. Like if you open the trauma notebook, the very first page is like a note on being safe. Um, and it's yeah, because like, look, I love that. I would love mm-hmm. if everyone could have access to a, to a qualified clinician, but since you don't like this may be helpful, but I also want to be very clear with you about like what environment you should use this in versus not, and also not overpromise on what this will be able to do for you. As a founder within the well-being space, with a well-being product that is very geared towards sitting with your emotions, um, what's your wellness routine look like these days? Um, Isn't that the hardest question to answer? It is. It really is. When people ask me, it's the same thing. <laughs> and you're like, well, sh-. and it's also <laughs> well, funny because like, sure. you know, I have all these books, I have these books all around me and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, there, there are definitely like a lot of these things that I do not do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to your point, it's because I'm also trying, you know, I'm, I'm also trying to live my life while, while mm-hmm. incorporating these. Um, I would say that for me, it's recently been, there's recently been um three three like things that i really care about right um mm-hmm. one is like sleeping on time like i realize that like i've always been super awful about sleep um and as i get older i'm realizing like totally uns- unsustainable um mm-hmm. and it like really affects my ability to like work with my team and like be a good person and like just like generally manage my day to day so sleep has mm-hmm. been critical the second is in the morning i write so like what I do first thing in the morning is I'll like, I'll like make myself some coffee and then I'll journal, even if it's just for 10 minutes. Um, and that's a helpful way, you know, similar to like a morning pages routine. Like it's a really helpful way mm-hmm. for me to ground myself in the morning. And also it's fun. Like, I think it's a fun activity for me to just like spew whatever thought I have, or like I'll use one of our notebooks um, and I'll switch, I'll switch between those. Um, and then the last is, is some form of movement. Like, I think me getting out of my head is really important and like, you know, going for a run or going to the gym um, or even just going for a walk, like really helps me do that. So I'd say those are really what I use in addition to like, I see a therapist, well, I've been seeing mm-hmm. a therapist once a week for a long time and that's continues to be a dedicated space for me to openly reflect and like parse things that are happening. I love that you use the word movement because I think I've been trying to turn from, um, quote unquote, working out to I'm just moving my body because some days like the threshold is I'm going for a walk around the block. And sometimes the threshold is like 30 minutes of Pilates. But that movement word really makes a difference. And I do think you're right. I think that what I've been doing lately, too, is when I am journaling or using one of these notebooks, I'll then really push myself or like even when I'm meditating to do something physical afterwards, because you can sit in your mind and stay there unless you're pushing yourself out of it which is hard, but it's a really good habit I found for myself to build because it makes it easier to remember, like I'm doing this to live my life. And so here's me living like my actual life outside of that. This is related to like different things work for different people. Like I think for Mm -hmm. me, the movement piece also helps me like almost like breathe again too. Like it's like, okay, like I have to breathe because I'm moving. And like that, that also allows me to like slow down a bit where then my thoughts don't override some of my some of my actions in a way that like I would not want. I've been doing acupuncture recently. I just started in December and it was my first time ever trying it. And so I've gone to probably three or four sessions since then. And it is wild how much your body does so much of what it needs to do on its own and how much you notice it when you're like at acupuncture. Um, 
I'm just like, for the most part, for anyone who hasn't done it before, uh, you kind of just lay there with needles and you for like 40 minutes <laughs> and you feel your body reacting and like relaxing in ways that I don't think anything else in my life had been giving me that sense of like, oh, chill for a minute. Because everything else is so active, right? Like whether I'm journaling or thinking or, or working out. Um, Mm. So I, I find that same thing too, where it's like just the ability to breathe and to notice that your body does that regularly anyway, even when you're stressed is like really relieving because you're like, okay, I don't need, like, it's okay to have all the things that are guiding me through life, but also the most basic thing I am good at. Yeah. Like I can totally. keep breathing. Yeah. <laughs> As we start wrapping up the conversation, what do you want people to know about therapy notebooks? I think I want people to know that what we're really trying to do is bridge this world of clinical expertise with our everyday lives. For anyone that's listening, I'd love for them to reach out to us if they have questions about therapy notebooks or, or, or want to try our products. But I'm especially interested in having more people think about like, how can we toe the line between clinical advocacy and access in a way that's, that's ultimately responsible toward the people that we're serving. I agree wholeheartedly. If someone were to go on your website right now, what do you recommend is a good place for them to start when it says like adding something to the cart? Is it going in with a specified approach and what they're dealing with? If they just feel like generally they want to help, which one is like a more general place to start? Yeah, I think I, I would say the most general place to start would either be our anti-anxiety notebook because mm -hmm. it's for anxiety and stress and will generally introduce you to evidence-based mental health tools or um, our build a habit guide which is a new product. And it's really focused on a compassionate approach to habit building that isn't just like brute force or willpower or like, you know, like do this or you're not a good person type type mentality. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would recommend either of those. Um, and if and if you go to therapy and you're on our website, I'd actually recommend checking out the therapy journal, which is meant to be used in tandem with your therapy sessions and adds just a little bit of intentionality to how you approach them. Amazing. I'll make sure to link to everything in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on and introducing us to Therapy Notebooks. Thanks, Vivian. I'll add all of the pertinent links to our show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, or share. Happy to be here with a friend if you can. And let me know if you end up buying or trying the Therapy Notebooks. I have a bunch of them on my desk right now and I turn to them often. I'll catch you next Thursday with a new conversation.